0: This off.
1: Hi everyone, it's Julia here. Um, you're on, it's actually a Saturday pre recorded version. Um, Stephanie and I woke up and said, Well, we had planned this, but we're going to do a radio show, so we're both in our nice. Saturday morning grub feeling very happy. Um, I am really excited to introduce Stephanie on A More Conscious World today because she's amazing. That's why. Um, She's an artist and a photographer, and she lives in Atlanta, Georgia, and has been using the tools of access consciousness for, I don't know, four years, four years, Steph?
0: Something. That's
1: close, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And she... She has a like her perspective on things is really really different, and some of the art that I've seen her create is amazing. Um, and so we also came up with a title that we think is hilarious. And I was like, "Are you sure we're going to do this title, Sam? I don't know." And she explained what it what it meant, and I was like, "Whoa, we're doing that title? Okay, okay." So the title today is the Horny, Horny Hoarder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, we have a
1: lot
0: to talk about. Um, welcome to the show, Seth. <laughs> Thank you so much,
2: Julia. <laughs> I
0: have to say that whenever we first, so we were in a class together, and the two of us at one moment in the class looked at each other and went, Oh, my God, we should do a show about that. And um and then immediately I went, oh, my God, can we do a show about that? Because it seemed at first like such a good idea. And then you look at the title and you go, oh, my gosh, can I talk about, can I tell somebody that this was the show that we're, you know, that I that we're doing?
1: <laughs> exactly. <And then> that- <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, because we have these things that we like write late at night you know like I keep my (laughs) my bed and I write these things and they're so incredible at the time at night and they're still incredible in the morning but then I can see other people's judgments when I look at the page and it's like oh no can I put that in the world yeah
0: I mean that's that to me is exactly what this topic is all about like the the places where we're hoarding old points of view or ho- hoarding other people's points of view while at the same time um, looking at, like, the horny part is the, like, hungry for life, hungry for living, hungry for something greater, hungry for this this fun, exuberant, thrilling, fulfilling, enjoyable life. And yet we're constantly looking at how we'll have to sell ourselves in order to, you know, fit what we've determined we need to fit in order to be successful in order to benefit in order to win in order to so it's it's this place where these things all come together and it really is that like what are we going to choose in those moments when we're hungry for living when we're hungry for consciousness when we're hungry to create more when we and 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 then and then <laughs> the things that we what have we made so valuable that we'd rather basically die in whatever in whatever way that is. You know, the moment that we cut pieces of ourselves off, are we truly living? Are we actually setting ourselves up um, to kill off the parts of us that are actually really valuable? So there's this weird thing about value and creation and desire and what we will or will not choose and how many of those points of view and how many of those you know, energies that we're using um, to create that are just literally things we've, we've hoarded. We've put in our back pocket at some point because it seemed like a good idea. And then we just kind of haven't been willing to go, you know what? I'm going to clean house like every single inch and every single little nook Mm -hmm. and cranny. I'm going to clear it out so that I can, I can actually choose for me. And then I can choose. I can either do this show or not do the show or title it like that or not title it like that, but I'm not up choosing based on somebody else's you know somebody else's limited point of view anymore which is you know always my target with myself whenever I do this work with me and then if other people Mm. let me work with them in that way Mm. (laughs) yeah you're like a
1: leader far 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 ahead of your time but people are waking (laughs) up (laughs) um so can you I would actually love to do some clearing statements on that. Do you have anything up your sleeve?
0: Oh yeah, you know what? I actually have. Had, I have some stuff that I've been running with me. I'm gonna okay. look it up really quickly. Um, okay, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great one, maybe for later. On. Oh well, it may it may actually be relevant. Um, well, now we're on uh, the edge of our okay. seat. You have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that first one. So, so that, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it later. We'll get to okay. it later. Okay. Um, but this one is the next one that I have available that I've been running, which is what suspension of awareness are you using to create the diminishment of the perceived value of you are you choosing? And we'll talk about what that means. So everything that is of a godzillion, will you destroy and create all that? Yeah. Times a godzillion, good, bad, right, wrong, pop, pop, online, nine, short, to me on. Okay. I hear a whole bunch of people going, wait a minute. Did you just change tracks? Did you just change what you're talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> nope. no." <laughs> so, so this no. conversation that we're having about, you know, all right, cool. Um, so what have you, I'm just going to kind of ask everybody to look at your own life right now and, um, probably, let's see, look at your own life right now and look at what you've been willing to work for and just kind of get a sense of that or even just like get a, you know, what is that? What have you been willing to work for? Have you been willing to work for minimum wage? <clears throat> have you been willing to work for um, goodwill? Like that That feeling of like somebody valuing you and building that kind of, oh, I'm so grateful that they helped me out with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you been willing to work for free? Have you been willing to only work for, you know, um, a wage that you think is a lot? Like, you know, some people, it's like $25 an hour. That's a lot. What have you been willing to work for? And that, on some level, is that that place of what you've determined your value is. Because that's literally where you're trading whatever it is you're doing. You're trading it for whatever you're willing to trade it for. Wow. Whew. Okay. First so of all, on everything that brought up for everybody, can we destroy and uncreate all that? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. And so that's the that's the whoring part that we're you know we're talking about. There's a lot of charge on the word whoring, right? Because it's been it's been used to um, delineate like. Doing sexual stuff for money and that the and carrying all the judgments that go with that that people have of you know trading sex for money But the interesting part is you know, what are you trading when you work for anything? So if you if you have that point of view that when you work you're actually trading something for something and we can talk about another point of view in just a second Um, But if you have that, that is the whoring energy, right? So what are you willing to whore yourself for? Is it actually enough? If you were actually even calling it hoarding, just for fun, if you're, like, going, oh, okay, well, I'm going, I'm whoring myself today, well, does it change what you would require for, like, that value? And so the reason I, use like, use this, besides it's, like, this clearing, is that, you know, what is it that you've made... Oh, it's so funny! It moved around. I've been shaking my phone, so the um, the clearings are shaking around on my phone. Um, <laughs> so, the diminishment of the perceived value of you, like that clearing, is all about looking at that place where you're creating a diminished value of you. Now, whether it's in that perceived value is in your own eyes, or that whether that perceived value is in someone else's eyes. You know, would you be willing to no matter what, would you be willing to begin, just begin, to actually look at the value of you? Would you be willing to receive the value of you? <sighs> Ooh, and yeah. everything that is, Times of Godzilla and Leaders Strong and all? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, cool. Times of Godzilla Good, Bad, Right, Wrong, Pop, Pop, on my Boy Shorts and beyond.
1: No wonder I was avoiding this title. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like, damn it, he me to the wall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the the interesting thing is is like when we're really truly living I apologize, that's my dog. Um, um when we're really truly living like are we actually the sexual energy of us, right? Like so again, I'm going back to this hoarding, I, it'll get we'll get it simpler in just a second. i'm I'm like looking at all the places where we've tangled all of this up in a little hairball. So in in our own lives, like how much of our perceived value do we wrap around sexualness or sexuality? right Right? And everything that is becomes godzinlianly destroyed and created all. Everybody, bear with me. Bear with me. (laughs) We'll make it through. I promise. So um, once again, I'm like, wow. Okay, deep end. All right, cool. So everything that is, will you destroy and uncreate everything that you've aligned and agreed with or resisted and reacted to that allows any and all of that to exist? It allows any and all of that to actually be the determining factor of how you show up in the world. You can choose it, but just let's let Clear all the stuff that it's like that you don't have a choice. Cool. Cause you don't have a choice of what sexualness is, or you don't have a choice of what sexualness um, is that how other people value sexualness or how other people value you with sexualness. Right. Okay. So everything right. that is times of God yeah. feeling, we destroy and created it all. Okay. Yeah. Good, bad, right, wrong, pop, pop on my voice work. on. Now, so that's the sexualness part. And the, so it gets mixed with the no wonder we, it was like, what were you aware of whenever you're like, no, let's not talk about this. It literally is the place where we've intertwined the value of us, our sexualness or this our sexuality, anywhere that we've, you know, tangled that into our value and all of the things that we hold on to for ourselves, for other people. <clears throat> and generally when you're hoarding, can you see all of it? No. Like if no, you have a, an entire collection off. of magazines. Yeah, Exactly. Like You know, you like walk into the, imagine like all of this stuff is like magazines, you know, stacked on top of one another, each page of anything that anyone has ever told you about the value of you with regards to sex or the value of you with regards to sexualness or sexuality. Right? Like every single, right. well, gosh, every day do we get millions of points of view, right? Like we walk down the street. You've seen that video of the girl walking down the street and getting the cat calls and all of that kind of stuff. Do any of those people that are cat calling, et cetera, do any of those people have points of view? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, just maybe a godzillion or so. <laughs> right. And, and so then the place that we go when anytime we make what they think, And they being anybody, including ourselves, like any time that we make those points of view valuable or we resist them, because that's still making them valuable, like when we have to like, oh, my God, stop thinking that about me. We've made it valuable enough that it somehow we think it will impact us or change us or make us be something that we on some level do or do not want to be, right? Mm -hmm. So every time we make, I'm like, oh, where did I just go? Um. Everywhere that we make that stuff valuable, that's a place that we basically tuck it into our back pocket and we begin to use it, even if it was something that you're like, I don't like that point of view, right? But the second that you resist it, the second you react to it, the second you align with it or agree with it, right, any of those things, what happens is you basically take it, you put it in your collection of thoughts that you need to pay attention to next time the situation comes up, and then you begin to use it. Right. like So now you've got this like gigantic pile of hoarded points of view. Now, is it easy to create from that place? Is it easy to live from that place? Or instead, are you just sort of like you're literally like stuck in this house of points of view that like at any moment, everything could collapse on you. Right. Like that's the whole hoarding thing. It reminds Eventually, me. I'm picturing.
1: I'm picturing myself in a in a dusty old attic, like off the movie Jumanji, and yes. like just just trunks and trunks and trunks, and like there's a little peep of sunlight shining through the yes. attic window, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to go through all these boxes and clear all these points of view, but then it's like once oh. you start, you're
0: done in like in like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, the, the other. Okay. So let's, let's address that. That's a amazing point of, I mean, like, that's amazing. That is how a lot of us look at it. Like how many of us can't, don't even think that we can start like the beginning of this conversation, how much were, was there the sense of oh my god I'm so overwhelmed by whatever this woman is saying right like what
2: right right is
0: saying what did what just got tangled together I can't look at this like this is too much to look at at one time this is right. too much too much too so if much so you're still and, on
1: the line if you're still listening to this
0: kudos you made it <laughs> yeah. You can put a yeah. warning at the beginning, since it's pre-recorded, you can put a warning at the beginning of the show that basically says, like, warning, the first part of this, is, you, like, just, just listen until you can hear again. <laughs> you may right. not be able to right. hear anything for a good five <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's the thing about hoarding is like, you, when you get to a certain point, each one of those little pieces of paper is so valuable, you can't let go of it. And then you're like, but I want to, I want to let go of it. Like, I'm at the point, I want to get rid of all of these points of view, but I'm so overwhelmed looking at this, knowing that every single one of these little snippets is so important to me that I don't even think I can start. And that's, that's what I talk a lot about both whenever I talk to people about art, when I talk to people about you know, relationships or what's working in their life or what's not not working in their life is exactly that thing, that place where it feels like I don't even know if I could change this because I can't even find the beginning of it. And this is where, to me, more than anything else, um, that the the whole thing of choice trumps basically anything else. Yeah. And so if you're just like, you know what? I would like a different reality. I don't even know what this this thing is. She's talking about, you know, hoarding or whoring or a sexual. I don't even know where we're going with this, right? But if you go, you know what? But there's something about this that's making me uncomfortable in a way that I know that whatever she's talking about, <laughs> I would like something different here. Yeah, that is all it's required. For this shift and change to take place is just that that you know what i don't even know what we're talking about here but i would like something different what i do know about my life is that i would like to be happier or what i do know about my life is i would like to have more fun in my relationships or what i do know about my life is that i would like to actually create the things that i want to create and i haven't been able to do that so far like, those are those places where you're like, I know I want something different there. Yeah. And that's where, whenever you actually move into having the, like, I'm, I'm tangling things back up again. So hold on to your seats. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're about to tangle a whole bunch of stuff up again. That whole idea that we started with, with the sexualness. Oi. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, I hear it. I'm like, oh, Julia, I'm sorry. You're going to have like two people listen to this show. <laughs> um, I'm like, one of them's going to be me so that I could go back and like hear like, what it, what on earth I was aware of. Um, so um, so the sexualness, um, if that, if for a moment, so anybody who doesn't know what sexualness is, I'm not talking about. Oh, goodness gracious. Sorry, hold on. I'm going to mute myself for a second.
1: Oh, poor puppy. Um, Actually, uh, while she's muted, one thing that, for me, you know, just came up about a place where this occurs in my life is reading books. Because I have this huge reading list of books that I know will improve my life and make, you know, clear things, make things better. But the list is so big that I won't even start. Like, it's just overwhelming. So the other day I was, I kind of, kind of got this awareness really in a different way for the first time and I picked up I picked up the Gentleman's Club book um a book by Gary Douglas and I was like you know what I'm just going to read this and there was all these points of view like oh but you have so many other books to read or you know don't read this one or and it was like this sense of overwhelm and I was like I'm just going to choose and I'm going to read this one book and I got through so much of it, and I really enjoyed it. But I, I like a small example of that is reading because there's I just had this huge sense of overwhelm, but I had to make some sort of a choice, and that's why I haven't <laughs> even touched the book list.
0: I love that. I love that. I, I mean, not loving the overwhelm, but loving like taking that and looking at what it looks like on on something that's so relatable. Of like, oh, man, I have all this stuff that I want to do. I have all this stuff I want to look at. I have just this pile of books that I would love yeah. to begin. And, ah, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm especially <laughs> avoiding the one on, on ADD and OCD. <laughs> when you teach <keep> <laughs> to climb a tree.
0: Oh, that one. that one changed my perception of growing up. It changed my perception of myself it gave me so much more information about the way that our that different people's brains work and I was just blown away by that one I totally get why you wouldn't want to read it <laughs> <laughs>
1: funny it. to get myself um, through the salon defense I had to start a book club for it just to make sure I was accountable <laughs> i'm accountable to 20 people to read this book now so i gotta go
0: i love that oh my gosh well how much do we do that how much do we i was asking myself the question yesterday i was like would i be willing to be to be inspired i was looking at this place where i was creating a lot of i don't know something is akin to angst right like it, it feels a lot akin like close to in relationship to like akin oh, okay. like close to angst like teen angst right like that feeling of like ah and I was oh yeah at, I I was having a lot I've been having a lot of that over the past couple of weeks and and I was looking at some of its potency some of its awareness some of its Truth with lies attached. Some of it's awareness of energies around me and some of it's awareness of the earth and some of it, right? But not, not any single piece that I was looking at was actually like allowing for the space that I know is possible to show back up. I would, I could, every time I stepped into more potency, it would lighten up. And so that made it easier. But, um, but I would still, it still was like these waves of just. <laughs> Yeah. And um and one of the I had a point. Where did it go? It wasn't about how to how to te- um would you teach a fish to climb a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have
1: something to say on that point. Um yeah. I was I was listening to Shannon O'Hara um doing that money come money come money come series yeah. that she did. Uh-huh. For those of you yeah. who don't know Shannon O'Hara is um Gary Douglas's stepdaughter and she's been doing this work for about 15 years and she's She's one of the most potent um intense people I know and she has facilitated me personally in changing more shit than I can even name like she's just an <laughs> So I was yeah. listening to a replay of one of her shows and she was talking about how when your life is changing and you're creating your reality it's mm-hmm. similar to creating a new planet like it's this this volatile intense process with noxious gases and things exploding <laughs> and it's like this intense intense process that can be so um violent at times but it has to happen and when she compared creating a new reality creating our realities to that yes. it just made things seem so much Easier because it does feel like some days it's like I'm being burned from the inside, like burned mm-hmm. alive, and like teenage angst is like the beginning of it. And so it yeah. was just so freeing. It was just so freeing to hear that it's a part of the process, and you know, buckle up
0: because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> I love, again, anybody who made it to this point in the conversation. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Anybody who makes it to the end gets some
1: sort of free ebook or
0: something. <laughs> oh my God, I love it.
2: <laughs> People are
0: like, all right, as soon as I wake up from this nap, uh, I'm going to get right on listening to the rest of this. Um, I love, man. That that is the energy. Okay, so before we got on this call, Julia brought up a much easier topic to talk about. She had said she asked, she was like, okay, can we switch this? Can we just talk about creativity? And she also at the same time brought up there was a class that we took together um, called The Home of Infinite Possibilities. And in that class, um Gary had talked to me a lot about creating my, um about creating and 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 what art is and also, <laughs> there was a lot in that class about basically closing the back door, like everywhere that in your own life that you're looking at, you know, the the different either reasons that you, you know, the different reasons that you'll stop creating for you. Oh, uh, well, I can always stop or, well, I haven't made it this far. I guess I'll just, I won't, or, it, you know, I'll quit because of this or maybe I won't show up or I'm not valuable anyway, like all of that kind of stuff. And basically the whole idea is when you close that door and say, you know what, no matter what, I'm having the life that I'm, you know, that I would truly like to have. I'm just having it. And I don't care if I burst into flames when I'm choosing it. You do begin to choose your own reality. And that has been an amazing process. Um, And so thanks for sharing that whole piece about creating your own world can be a volatile or your own reality can be can be volatile. That is not to scare anyone away. It is though one of these the things that like what if you are more powerful, more potent than you ever knew that you were, or that you ever acknowledged. Not that you knew, that you've never not ever acknowledged that you actually are. Like yeah. watching Julia, for instance, um, <laughs> there's been these moments where you know Julia may seem like sweet and fun and like playful, and she is. And if you've ever seen her in action, there is this like really this energy and this potency that is instead of being princessly <laughs> like can command an entire room can contain and 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 I'm not talking about command a room full of like um lame people I'm talking about like. She can command, like, armies. It's just this, like, amazing, amazing power and and strength. And so it's, it never shows up the way that you think it will. Like, it doesn't wow. mean that you're going to show up tomorrow and look like Xena Warrior Woman so you know that you've arrived. Right? It right. really is choosing. I'm choosing to be everything I am, even though I have no idea what that looks like. I have no idea how I'll wake up tomorrow. I have no idea whether... I'm, I still get to be the, you know, silly, whimsical person I am, or maybe I don't. But would you ever actually lose the parts of you that are truly you? And that's where I think we we hoard those, like, weird points of view, because on some level, we're afraid we'll lose the thing we know as us.
1: Right. Wow. Thank you, you for know. what you said. Yeah. That
0: gives me a totally Good new project. perspective. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, I was watching her do do a couple of energy sessions, like um, symphony sessions or maestro sessions on some people. And, and it was so cool to watch where you just go, man, watching her go from where at one point in time, like the whole princess thing seems like even like to really step into that seems like a reach, right? Where it's right. just like, oh, you, you know it's true, but, like, really stepping into it. But then to is, oh, sorry, English. English is not my first language. <laughs> 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 but to watch that where you go, oh, can I even step into all of that? And then to watch yeah. in a short period of time to watch her move into the potency of a queen, right? Like, the potency of, like, showing up of, like, I can command both energies and change and you know i can create my own reality that's so huge we're not talking about some people it takes them 30 years to get to a place where they're willing to choose something new just something small new right like and so to watch even though what you know maybe what I've said this morning has so far has been or whatever time it is in your world, you know maybe maybe that it all sounds crazy or it sounds like it doesn't make any sense or it sounds like it's not related or it sounds like you know not something that is fun sounds fun to choose or or that you can choose it, right, where you go, what are you been talking about the potency of me? I really just wanted to fix this relationship that's not working, right. Right And so cool, what if you can have that? What if that's not beyond your reach? What if that that has seemed beyond your reach, even just that, even just reading the book that you want to read seems beyond your reach. Even making 30 minutes a day for you to do something you'd like to have, that seems beyond your reach right now. Whatever it is for you right now that seems like it's beyond your reach, would you just consider for 10 seconds that it is possible for you to have that beginning now and the reason I I I use the word beginning a lot because I've used time against myself a lot in my own life where if I haven't accomplished something yeah by a certain time it's like oh I failed what if you haven't failed what if it's just that you've just begun and what if you had room for you in just beginning and what if that was enough for right now for you to just begin and ask for a little bit more of it today. Whatever that thing is that you think you can't accomplish, that you think you can't do, that you think you can't be. What if, just for this 10 seconds, you gave yourself the room to begin to create it now?
2: Wow. Uh. <laughs> 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 wow i
1: i the time piece is really incredible and every everything that you just said was such an amazing facilitation for me and i hope everybody listening to this can apply it to their life but but like what you just said and then talking about the noxious gas of a planet changing and then talking about timing and the concept of time and how it can be a limitation because we use it to judge ourselves. Um, I just, it's like, I go to the, the me that I was, you know, even two years ago, like laying on the bathroom floor, weeping and suicidal. Um, yes. And
2: then,
1: and it, and the, the process like that was part of, you know, the the noxious gases and eruptions of a volcano <laughs> forming and, and, and so it's just, and it, and, and it's like, I'm always like running on a treadmill, like, I'm not doing this fast enough. I'm not doing this fast enough. What's wrong with me? Like listen to 30 more audios a day, you know, like get to it, read 70 more books. And, and it's like,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> like, and,
1: and um I'm sure that everybody can relate. Like if they look at, at their own, their own journey and, And what they have accomplished, it's probably phenomenal if you've made it 30 minutes into this conversation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't know. (laughs) You are a seeker of magnitude if you made it to that little brilliant nugget right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. (sighs) Well, we made yeah, it over cool. the hump. I can see where my resistance came from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I promise I won't put all of those words together in one sentence anymore and make you do a show on it. <laughs> no, no. I'm so grateful now. And it's such a hilarious title,
1: the horny, hoary horner. <laughs> Fantastic. So, oh my gosh oh, wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow wow, triple wow, thank you um
2: yeah. so, so, so what else
1: you. yeah, uh, what else comes up um, now that we're on this I mean, topic and the ball is rolling what else do you know about hoarding and, and, and things like this yeah,
0: well you know what I, my grandparents actually um, this is such an interesting thing, I just I started looking at it this morning, so my um my grandparents were hoarders and I and I say it, okay so my grand I was I was joking with myself I was like how can you tell if you're a hoarder right and I was like well when you go to a um fast food restaurant you know my, my grandfather always used to he would come away and you'd look and you'd be like what is that in your pocket and he would have a pocket full of napkins and <laughs> plastic silverware and straws Like no. every, single, every single time, right? No,
2: then, that's a story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought my mother was a hoarder, but that goes far beyond the reach I've heard of.
0: <laughs> and the funny part is, is like the delight on his face of collecting these things in his world. It wasn't collecting anything in his world. You were going to need that soon. Wow. Right. Like you were going to need that soon. And so of course you would take it with you because you're going to need it. And right. there was such joy in being able to provide for whatever that need was we were going to have for the, you know, in for the castles of forks and plastic knives and, you know, paper, (laughs) like paper and straws, like he was so happy to be able to provide.
1: Wow.
0: Only did any of us ever actually require those again. No, we didn't require them even eating. We're at McDonald's. You don't need a fork at McDonald's. I don't even know why they had plastic forks at McDonald's, right? (laughs) And yet here we were collecting things at a place that you didn't even need them there, but that you might possibly need them for the future. And this idea of this generosity of spirit of, and I'll provide for all of us, right? Like I'll provide whatever this, whatever these things are I'm collecting. I'm not just collecting them for me. I'm collecting them in case you need them too. So, so many of the times that we're doing this thing where we're like collecting, collecting Whatever it is we're collecting, what are you collecting in your life, right? Like, you can just look. You go, what am I collecting in my life? Is there anything that when you walk through your house, you have the thought, well, I don't really want that now, but I'm going to save it for dot, dot, dot. Right. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Or the
1: guilt items.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There are those, too. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what? What are we holding on to them for? Because you are holding on. That's the thing is like we are holding on to them for a reason. It doesn't matter if the reason makes sense to us or not or the reason is clear to us or not. But sometimes when you actually go, oh, I would hold on to this for what reason and actually allow yourself to get the awareness of what that is you'll get a lot more oh, like information about what you've made that more valuable in your life than what you've said you desire. So, for instance, if you want a clean house but you can't have a clean house because of the things that you're collecting, and this is a very physical, this is actually a very literal translation of hoarding right and it happens on tiny levels it happens on big levels it doesn't matter whether you're about to drown under your magazine collection or not hoarding doesn't have to have it doesn't have to be visible to other people for you to have it somewhere in your life right right so um so and okay i will not tangle that in with it okay so when you go through and you go okay this thing like i really would like for this surface i would like for this junk drawer to be empty because who doesn't have a junk drawer, right? Like somebody, if you have a junk drawer, and you go to that junk drawer, and you look in it, and you ask on each piece, okay, and I would hold on to this for what reason? Okay, it's batteries, so I and, – and then you, you begin to see, though, like, oh, and I'm going to need those at some point. Or I don't want to go to the store, so I'm holding on. You know, So now I've got this collection of batteries that's like I've got 200 of them, even though a remote only goes through – one battery every two years, right? Like how long is it gonna actually take me to go through all of these batteries? <laughs> hold on to them. For what reason? Because I Have value to start not. using a lot of vibrators. Yes, exactly. That use AAA batteries. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> like, I'm like, huh. Okay. So I started trying to picture. I'm like, what would you use? Okay. Um yeah. So then you go well I value not going to the store more than I value not more than I value a clean drawer. Nice. And everything that is times God's willing, good, bad, right, wrong, pop, pop online boy shorts, meance. I
1: mean, oh well I my, put this here Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say from my Ukrainian impoverished background who moved to Canada from the Ukraine in like the eighteen hundreds and scraped the land and weren't sure if they were going to get to eat the next day. Um, Yes. And then my grandma um, would like for her to be able to provide us with food is like such a huge deal because you don't know if you're going to get that. And for my grandparents, they hoarded money um, because they didn't have any and there were times that they didn't know if they were going to eat. And in our lives, we know that that's not relevant. We know that's not even really a possibility because we it's just not the world that we've created for ourselves but the the hoarding of the points of view still exists and it's it's um yeah. it's slowing us
0: down i was trying to go real simple with the junk drawer and you are exactly right i was like okay all right points of, we'll get back to points of view but i love that it is so true and the will you you want to talk a little bit about hoarding money
1: yeah um that's been a big 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 subject for me personally because i was kind of like the point of view that i was brought up with about money my dad my my grandma who i'm speaking of her son my my dad really 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 cares about money and did everything he could to instill my sister and i with the best possible Value of money that he could, um, and it was things like points of view about debt to the point where you almost shouldn't take on a mortgage because you shouldn't owe anything ever. So there sort of was there's this huge conflict in me where I w- and was looking to create my future and and going to some of these big um, access classes like with within my career, um, you know, our ten thousand dollar trips to go across the world and take the series of classes that I'm looking to take. So I would have to put part of that on a credit card and and I would be below the zero line and it was so it was I spent I spent a flight from Toronto to London for 6 hours. I just sat in the in the bath between my seat and the bathroom and I cried and I cried and I cried because i had debt and i just felt like the sickest most low life person that ever existed because i was carrying any form of debt at all and and i had been amazing at creating because the first you know 3 years in access i actually managed to do everything without debt it was like a miracle for somebody my age considering that my parents didn't really pay for it either Um, I just Mm -hmm. was an awesome creator and then but there came this time where I made the demand to change my money situation no matter what it takes no matter what it looks like and it, it that's when this this amount of debt I chose this amount of debt to To allow myself to look at these points of view that I don't believe I'd be able to look at in this way with any other scenario. So, and it was actually like, it's amazing. I, I, and this was recently, it's amazing how quickly yeah. I've been able to clear the debt. Um, once I was willing to look at the points of view, I mean, I created $12,000 here and here and here, and it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> la la la.
0: But the No, I the, actually the that, level that of part where you go, and it was wonderful. Like that part is that that part. How much did that actually allow you to really shift it? Where you go, oh, no, really? Like that gave me something I was asking for. I asked. There was something about this that I was saying yes to something I had asked for. The universe was saying yes to something that I had asked for, and now I can just change it. Right. Right. Like moving beyond, I'm just looking at where other people make it a wrongness and get stuck with the wrongness. Right. Where you got, you went through, you went to the wrongness and then we're like, and then looked at, okay, is that wrongness what I would like to be choosing? Can I choose something else? Am I a phenomenal creator? You began to look at those places where you're like, wait a minute, what's actually true for me? Am I a phenomenal creator? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, so then, what is this? What is this point of view? How, how have I made this point of view relevant in such a way that I would destroy what I'm capable of creating in order to maintain it? Right. And right. I'm not this willing actually, to have that, so this I'll this create. This is the first time it. I've been able. What's that? And I'm not willing to have that, so I'll create beyond it. And I'm willing, you know, I'm willing to choose whatever it takes to create beyond it. Right. So I was just looking at at what that actually what that scenario actually looks like. Okay, cool. I have these points of view somewhere yeah. in my universe. Whether they're mine or somebody else's, it doesn't matter. Like I'm using them. So it's like, okay, cool, I'm using these. It's creating this weirdness in my world. Wow, I'm ready for this weirdness to change. I'll do whatever it takes for it to change. And what's actually true about me, that if I'm choosing this, this lack, this, like, you know, this debt, of uh, this emotional debt, this, you know, financial debt, what is it that I've made so valuable that I would make that debt real? Have I, when I'm making that debt real, am I actually acknowledging who I am? And then right. acknowledging I am a phenomenal creator. That's not a, that's not a, um. Oh, what do they call it whenever? That's not an affirmation. so an acknowledgement in your case, right? right. <laughs> oh, crap. This has been true for me. It's always been true for me. And I would not choose to be that in order for me to believe that debt is possible for me, like for any length of time. I would have to believe that I'm not a phenomenal creator, which is a total lie for me. So, wow. Would I choose to believe a lie so that I can maintain this debt? No way. I'll change it. Wow. I was narrating. No, that
1: was awesome narration. And I'm just looking at how insidious that point of view was. Like it controlled me. And as I changed it, it was like I was selling my soul to the devil and had my guts ripped out and thrown against the wall. Like it was intense. So, and and now I'm, it's like, ah, I didn't know the world looked this way. I can have this, and I can have this, and I can go here, and I can receive, and I can create for me, and I can command an army, and, and, <laughs> and, and the process was less than elegant. <laughs> actually I shouldn't say that because the definition of elegance is creating the greatest result
0: with the least amount of force so perhaps
1: it was incredibly elegant
0: (laughs) yeah I mean that's that's the thing that's been so cool for me is where you look at and you go oh man that was a lot but then you go again you go how many people does it take them 30 years to change a point of view Right. How many how many people go week after week to therapy or to, you know, write journal writing and doing workshops and, you know, crying and hitting pillows and writing more journals and, you know, doing artwork and like rituals and burning things and all of this, like trying to deal with the emotional repercussions, just with the emotional repercussions of having one point of view. Right. And and here, this amount of change, like, momentarily may be like, oh, my gosh. And then you're on the other side of it, and it's like, wow, that was that was rough. And then you go, okay, well, was it really? Did it take you 30 years? Was it actually that painful? And, you know, do I actually sometimes enjoy the drama, right? And then in right. which case oh, well, never mind. It was totally fulfilling. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was actually really enjoying the the drama. It gave me something to share, you know. It gave me a story to tell. It, was, you know, it made the process seem really, like, valuable, right? And so it's like, oh, wait, I actually really enjoyed that part of it. <laughs> well, then – never mind, it was total ease. And, and I got this other part that I actually happened to really like at the moment, right? Like, change, change happens in all sorts of ways. Sometimes it feels like you want to scream and hit something or it's like, really intense. I read something where Gary was talking about sometimes it'll feel like you're having a seizure, you know, like, you know, where it's like, you know it feels like you're having something between a seizure and a stroke, you know, like it's just this amount of we, we actually are changing the synaptic patterns that happen in the brain. We actually are creating a change that is beyond, you know, what psychology we, you know, our modern psychology, at least in the United States, is a lot about behavior modification. We're not doing behavior modification though it does modify your behavior, we're doing change, like actual fundamental change at the um, source of where it's created. So sometimes it does feel like stuff is getting rewired in your brain. You literally are changing the way that you respond to external stimuli at a very fundamental level which is why it, like sometimes what happens is you know you'll go through do a lot of clearings or you'll do a lot of the body work or you'll get your bars run a lot and the next thing you know you make a different choice without cognitively having to walk yourself through it because it's just changed it's changed on a synaptic level <laughs> right it's like a new pattern is a or a new unpattern is actually available to you where choice actually begins to show up as this real thing where for a long time for me choice was never something that was actually real it was something that you had to fight with or fight against something else like choice never was just this easy thing it was just like oh you just make a choice Oh, you just, oh, I'll just have that. Or, oh, I'll just change that. Oh, I'll just make a different, I'll just go a different direction. It was always something that required like this, the difference between Katie, what's Katie's last name? The, um, she's a really funny comedian who's starting to do a lot of um, material on Access, Katie Rubin. Um, she was talking about, she's like, all right, you can't just come up to me with your dinghy, like row up with your little dinghy and be like, turn around. You know, she was talking about, like, gratitude, like changing. You can't just, like, make someone choose gratitude, right? Like, you can't come up with your dinghy and just be like, be grateful. I am driving, like, I am in an aircraft carrier. And there is, like, one very tiny little sweaty man at the very bottom of the aircraft carrier with this huge wheel who has to do a lot of work to get it to change, right? Like, that's her bit. It's really funny. And, or that's one of her funny things. She's got a lot of funny things. But, but the whole thing is, is like, you know, we, we are changing it so that, you know, when, when you first start using, you know, different tools, like the tools of access, when you first start using them, it does feel like you're an aircraft carrier and stuff may take longer. And it feels like it takes a lot of sweat and a lot of crying and a lot of, and then one day all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm not in it literally goes, oh, I'm not in an aircraft carrier anymore. I actually am in a dinghy, and I can turn around, except for this dinghy isn't small. This dinghy has the power to and the potency to change the world, where previously you thought you had to make a smaller life to have it be more agile. And it turns out that this thing that looks like it's small actually has the capacity to, like, change anything and everything with a breath, you know, It's just this, like, phenomenal, (laughs) phenomenal change. And it just happens as you choose more, as you play with it more, as you, like, use different tools, as you get your bars run, as you do body work. You know, these things that previously, that in the middle of this call, around 30 minutes or whatever, this whole moment where we asked, would you be willing to look at this one thing that you haven't been able to change? Would you be willing to acknowledge that you have the capa that you may have the capacity to change it and that you can begin right now right does that thing that you looked at halfway into this call if you made it this far does that thing does it already feel different
1: i'm getting a yes bob from the crowd yeah me too
0: right <laughs> how cool is that <laughs> yeah right, and yeah. all of that just being willing to ask, right, like you know being willing to ask it doesn't actually take it doesn't actually take a sword, it doesn't actually take you know like this raging effort unless it does <laughs> right like, and I'm joking when I say unless it does, but that's because that's that's part of the fun of everything, like you don't have to let go of anything this is the whole hoarding part again, like you don't have to let go of anything ever. It's okay if you want to hold on to anything that you want to hold on to. And I hear some people, I I had this person come in that actually was struggling with hoarding. And and she got mad because she was like, I can't just change it. And I was like, okay, well, then you don't ever have to let it go. And then that made her even more mad that she never had to let it go. Because, yes, I do. Uh Okay. Well, then, you know, would you allow it to change? Would you be willing to look at, you know, we can just start with one pile. Just start with one pile. You don't have to start with anything. Just take the smallest pile you can find and just begin to ask a question. So I would hold on to this for what reason? And everything that is. Can I destroy and create everything that makes it so that I have to hold on to this? Good, bad, right, wrong, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and young. You don't even have to let go of it yet. It literally is just asking, would I be willing To have a choice to let go of it if i decided i'd like to let go of it and that sounds like that beginning where you were talking about oh um you know oh but i have this pile of books i have to get to it faster like how many times do we let that point of view keep us from actually starting really huge change because it seems like the change that we're making isn't big enough but it's like what if even just that whole thing of, okay, I'm not going to change this right now. Like, even allowing yourself to not change something. Like, how much does that let the pressure of what everybody else has always expected of you, what you've always expected of you just go, I don't have to change this right now. But would I be willing to let go of anything that doesn't let me change it? Good, bad, right, wrong, pop, pop, online, voice, work, and beyond. Wow. <sighs> Wow! Ooh, good talk, Richardson.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow! I hope that everybody enjoyed the the show today. That was powerful and and really advanced. So it's your I, I mean, like, oh. and, and <laughs> I have to so make this show a snippet. <laughs> no, I'm so glad that it was. It was just awesome, and I know that there's tons of. Of people who are looking for this exact info, and if you are really new, just listen to it 37 times, because <laughs> then you'll get it after like the, the third. So, but, but like the, the conversation about change and and just the the willingness to look at one item and go, "Well, I changed this one thing," and it opens up so many doors. To, to change so much more than you can even imagine. You just have to do the one thing. And it's just, oh, th- thank you for being on. That was so much
0: I'm so fun. grateful, Julia. Thank that you. That was so cool.
1: Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm speechless, but I still have my speech. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, so, so thank you all so much for, for listening. Um, that was, wonderful and I just want to let everybody know that next week um, I'm having Christine McCarthy on the show again um, because we're going to talk about real estate it's going to be not really a pock and pod kind of show it's going to be a what sells for what here and what's worth this value and all of the good tidbits that I'm interested in learning so I hope you'll join me to learn them as well Um, she's been in real estate for about 20 years, I think. Her job is a big real estate mogul in San Francisco, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I can't wait to listen. Yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing. Um, So, Steph, do you have any um, classes or events coming
0: up that you wanted to quickly let people know about? Um, well, people, uh, I'm in the middle of one right now um, called Accessing Your Creative Spark Beyond the Creativity Trap. Um, we're in the middle of that one. You can get the free – you can get the first show of that for free um, if you just – Go Where do they have to go? I think just go to my website, stephanierichardson.com. I think there's a page on there that says goodies. And if you click on that, there's a lady who's looking at a, like, click here to get something free. And it basically will take you to the place where if you put your email address in there, it will give you the link to download the show right away. So that's kind of cool. And then you can join Heather Smith and I any week on uh, the Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong and Happy um, just looking up the Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong. dot com actually. Awesome. And um, yeah, and then coming up for around the country. I don't know if this air the show will air beforehand or not, but um, there's the Global Foundation and Level One happening with Gary and Dane, and a lot of us are hosting pods. I'm one of them, but lots of us are. If that's something that interests you, so awesome.
1: Yes, I will be hosting a pod here, too, in Brandon. So come on down. Awesome. Well, thank you so Love much. It. Thanks. And that was awesome. And uh, thank you, everybody, listening. And we'll talk to you all soon. Ciao, ciao. Bye.